All right, so, Robert, me and you have both been vocal about our annoyance of the Tesla. Yes. And the, yes, the, the, I have always been like, Tesla's a not great car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and that's starting to come out it's now. It's starting to come out now. When Teslas were first announced, I thought they were kind of cool. But over time, I just was like, nah, this, is, this isn't it. I mean, part of it is just my disdain for Elon Musk, but also just the car itself. I'm like, this just isn't it. I mean, it was cool back when it was basically just a Lotus with electric engines. Yeah. You yeah. know, now it's kind of like a consumer car mm -hmm. that's just made as fast and shoddily as possible. And they're <laughs> they're everywhere. Yeah. But I, I have a, a new grievance with the Tesla. I work down in Seattle and lots of lots of Teslas, you know, in the parking garages. And the thing I've noticed, I had heard about it, but never really thought about it. The thing I've noticed, if you park next to a Tesla, they get all up in your business. Oh, they talk to because you. Yeah, they, yeah. they don't just talk. Well, I haven't had them talk to me, but I'll be walking to my car like, oh, I, I forgot my badge in my car. And I walk up and I see a little Tesla screen pop on reporting that someone has approached you. I'm like, hey, <laughs> fuck you, car. Like, excuse me. I don't think you don't need to be tattling on me for approaching. It's my car. Just because you're next to me, this isn't your freaking parking spot. And so, yeah, I've just been like, no, this isn't right. You don't need to be reporting on me. When I decide to go to my car, if this was your house, sure, fine. But me in the public garage, you can go fuck yourself, car. Dude, we're getting closer and closer because you know that's recording you, mm -hmm. like oh, with yeah. video, and you know that's getting uploaded to Skynet or whatever. <laughs> and we're just getting closer and closer to like that Dark Knight sonar thing that he oh. uses. That like was like all the sonar in the cell phones. He, he activates all the phones. And it's can like see between all like the, city. The, the CCTV cameras and the Teslas and the ring doorbells and stuff, all taking photos all the time. I I would imagine that you could probably get like a 3d image of any major metropolitan area at any time like just it's ridiculous i i don't know uh, i'll just say it i don't think so just because tesla struggles enough to get get a 3d image for their cars off of their technology <laughs> i'm not sure if you're gonna get a 3d image by backdooring onto that technology <laughs> i talked yeah. to somebody at a party not too long ago who had a tesla and i was talking about how much they sucked and they were upset Imagine. they were not happy when i was like i'm sorry to tell you this man but that's a piece of shit car you spent eighty thousand dollars on like and are so proud of like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, they're definitely more of like a software kind of company, I think. You know, like, I think that's what they do well, but their build quality from what I've seen and heard is is trash. Yeah, I, can't, I don't know anything about the software because I've honestly never been in one. Or, or I, I have in one. I have finally been in one. One is, I got to say, the weird doorknob latch that they have where it's all sleek. Yeah. You, you got to push it in to open the door. I was just like, I honestly... I'd rather just have a handle. Yeah. Just let me open yeah. my car door. But I rode in one, and it was my first time. And I didn't. I never noticed you don't have a dashboard. It's all just yeah, the just screen a big iPad in the middle. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, well, that's terrible. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> but are there, yeah. are, John Trell, are there a lot of Teslas where where you're located? Yeah, there are actually a decent amount. One of the guys that I know, he he has a Tesla, and kind of what Donnell was saying. We got out of the car. He locked it. He forgot something in his car and we walked back and it started like going crazy. 
<laughs> I was like, I was like, bro, it was just like making loud noises and stuff. I was like, yo, this is kind of embarrassing. I was nervous for a moment yeah. there, Robert, when you're like, hey, John Trell, there's a lot of Teslas. I was scared. John Trell was like, actually, I drive a Tesla. Like, oh, uh, crap. <laughs> that would have been good. We could have got some first hand experience. This is Talking It episode have no 17, 18, 19, 20, somewhere Let's in there. Let's go 22 for 22, right now. 22. We'll figure it out. In we'll a figure second. it out. It's near <laughs> Halloween. And we have a guest with us. We have our our engineer, uh, John Trell, that does our, our sound stuff now and does our post on on social media yeah, and, and Don, what have you. Donnell just got lazy and was like, I'm going to pay somebody to do that. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I have no, money and not enough time. So <laughs> I have a, I, I mean, I, can, I probably I can, do have enough time. <laughs> I can weigh this equation, you know. I hate doing no, it. It's, I it's hate great. doing it. I, I did it for the previous podcast that I had, The High Command. I don't know. It's work. It's work. You know, but. It definitely is work. It's not something that you can just, oh, I'll just get it done in 10 minutes and yeah, and no, I'll just go about my life. Yeah, it's, it's, you got to set aside lot of work. time for it. But now you do, you do it yeah. for like a living, like that's your whole job or your main job. Yeah. So first, thanks for having me. Yep. Welcome. When you, when you guys brought it up, I was like, yeah, it would be a great experience. But yeah, so not to get into it really, but I was working at a job and then I got laid off the day after Christmas Ooh. and I was just like, all right. I, I didn't really like that. My life being decided by, you know, a person who does who had who all the power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then I, I was just like, you know, let me try to run my own business, do it on my own. And if I fail, at least it was on me and not someone else just deciding yeah. for me. And while I was working there, I had worked on a podcast. So I kind of just was like, oh, let me just keep going down that kind of route. And that's kind of how I, I landed being here now i enjoy it it is work but yeah you know as you get better and more efficient at it you know it's like with a lot of things it, it becomes faster yeah. and, and i know. mean there's got to be something to be said about for the most part getting to set your own hours and and all that yeah stuff. yeah working, working from home and yeah yeah definitely has its upsides and then also just the upside of working on podcasts i personally don't listen to a lot of podcasts Mm -hmm. I, I'm more of a music person in the car. I do like podcasts, but just lean towards music more. Editing, I have to listen to it. Yeah. So I've worked with cancer researchers, doctors. So I learn a lot. Some of the episodes were like an hour, two hours. So it was like watching a movie or listening <laughs> to a movie. But I would listen to interviews with doctors and then other people doing a lot of amazing work and research in a lot of different areas. So it's been cool in that regard because I am working, but I'm also getting something out of it. I'm not just doing some like grunt work, you know, and then even with this podcast, I was telling Donnell with the Frighteners, the Halloween special, if you guys haven't checked that out, you should watch that. I was like, oh, I hadn't seen it. I watch a lot of movies, but I don't know a huge amount of actors by name and directors by name. So it's like, I've started to learn more. You guys were talking about, you know, Michael J. Fox and other people. Yeah. And then also on top of that, I was like, I should check out this movie or check out, you know, different things that I wouldn't have normally done. Or I learned something where I'm like, oh, like, I've been sleeping wrong my entire life. One interview, they were talking about sleep and he was like, yeah, most people sleep like this way. And I was like, oh, that's me. And then as he proceeded to finish, he's like, yeah, that's the worst for your back, your spine, this and that. I was like, oh. Is the, is the side the worst way? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Side, you should you be sleeping on your stomach or something? Yeah, you're supposed to sleep on your back and have your head tilted like a certain way so your spine is straight. And he came out with a pillow called like the neck nest or something. But he had people that were doing it and he 
was helping them and a lot of like sleep apnea and just other things would just completely go away after they started fixing their sleeping habits and sleeping positions. And I was just like, wow, Hmm. maybe. uh... I I actually (laughs) had this conversation with some coworkers recently about sleeping. And yeah, I've known for a while that side sleeping is is not great for you. But I've been a side sleeper my entire life. Because it's the fucking best. It's just. Yeah, if it's 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 so bad, why does it feel so good? (laughs) Let's talk with them about it. And I was like. Yeah, the problem is, I, like, when I'm conscious about, it, like, okay, you know what, you know, I, I don't want to be one of those hunchback dudes when I'm, you know, freaking in my sixties or ever and stuff. So let's 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 work on this. I'll go to sleep, and you know, one is it takes me so much longer to fall asleep on my back. But when I do fall asleep on my back, guess what? When I wake up in the morning, guess what? I'm on my freaking side. So it's like yeah. it doesn't matter. My body, well, I won't say corrects itself because I, it's the wrong thing. My body is just like, nah, man, we ain't. We ain't doing this. <laughs> I don't know what you think you're yeah. doing up there with this whole back thing, but this ain't happening. And so I wake up on my side. I'm like, so how do I fix that? <laughs> I don't know. My, yeah. my, my grandfather, he slept on his back like flat as a board mm. with a pillow that was like 40, 50 years old. Like that was so thin. He might as well not have had one. I'm like, this man is a psychopath. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's <laughs> going on. Like, I need to be able to get in the fetal position, you know, and you can't do that when you're sleeping on your back. <laughs> yeah. If I did walk in on someone's sleep like that, and it's obviously not a movie, I would actually be a little creeped out. You know? <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> going to rise from the ground. Uh, uh, now, I'm going to say it's always the people who have like the worst habits that you're like, Oh, hey, what's up, man? It's like, what you do? It's like, oh, you know, I've been drinking since I was 12, smoking three packs a day. I sleep on my side, this and that. I'm like, oh, how old are you? It's like, nine to seven. I'm like, how the hell <laughs> is it always? And then you meet people who are like, yeah, I'm I'm healthy and stuff. I just found out I had cancer. And I'm like, I know cancer is indirectly rated. But I'm like, how is it this dude over here, three packs a day, you know, three six packs a day also, and just doing everything wrong. Just like, nah, I'm, you know, I'm going on nine to seven. I'm just That's like, because oh. that 97 year old guy spent the, you know, he, he, killed people for sure and <laughs> yeah like definitely anybody that lives to be like a hundred i'm like you've definitely killed at least one person in your life and, and you stole their essence or something and that's how it's working out but other than that you probably spent like 40 years like loading firewood into a truck for like 20 hours a day and that's why you just got, <laughs> yeah, yeah there's one out woman, all the toxins <laughs> she was saying that she drinks dr pepper only every day mm-hmm. and that's and one of her doctors was like yeah you're gonna die or you know you should stop drinking it she's like yeah so i i fired him went to a new doctor and then she was like and that other doctor he died already he died before <laughs> me <laughs> i was just like <laughs> i think i've told this story before but like one of my favorite stories is like a lady who she was like 80 or something and she she had a really nice house in like new york or something and there's these like special wills that you can do or something that basically says hey we're gonna pay you like 500 dollars a month until the day you die but we get the house when you die it's like a contract so like you maybe you pay off the the value of the house maybe you don't but it's just kind of a deal that you make right to get to get some income going and the lady outlived the person she made the deal with their kid and their kid so three generations. She was the longest living human on the planet at that point. She lived to be like 124. And like they just kept having to pay her. And she just outlived three generations oh, of people. I'm like, that's, that's, <laughs> that's got to be the worst gambling move of all time. Like, but imagine like no one's lived to that ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one time you make a deal like that, they want to break records and be 124. <laughs> 
you know, Robert, I mean, you said anybody who, you know, gets up there, you know, most likely to kill someone. I was like, my grandma was 92 before she died. Are you saying my grandma She absolutely is murdered a bitch. <laughs> she, yeah, I don't know if she, she was, was in a war. such a sweet little I don't know lady. if she was in a war or something, or she was humbled after that kill, you know? Like... <laughs> She was like, I need to get rid of my terrible ways. Like, <laughs> find God and all that stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah, she was a devout Christian woman. <laughs> Don't know what she was doing before that, though. I mean, I obviously wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. oh. so, so I've been, I've been out of work. For, yep. about, for about two months now, but yep. I have a job lined up. Nice. I've nice. I've accepted nice. an offer, but it has a contingency. I don't know if I'm allowed to go into too many details about it. I will be working <laughs> for the federal government. I'm not going to say which division or any of that stuff. When you want to get a job in the federal government, you have to jump through some hoops. And it's it's just very odd because it's like, they're like, hey, here's your, here's your offer. Now it's, you're probably not going to start for two months. And I'm just like, what the hell? Like, what's going on? And they're like, yeah, you're going to have to do this and this and this and this. And then this and this and this and this. And I'm just like, okay, but can't we just do that now? And they're like, no, 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 no. You're going to have to do this right now, then wait a week. And then I, so I did that. And then I got another meeting and they're like, okay, here's a five minute meeting where you got to show me that you're actually who you are on camera. Okay, now we're going to wait another week. So I waited another week and they're like, okay, now we're going to do this other five minute meeting and then we're going to have you wait another week. It's, in, it's very odd. It's, it's yeah, very odd to like get a job and then they're just like, yeah, but we're going to delay your start for quite yeah. some time. <laughs> I, I remember yeah. you first told me and you're like, yeah, I got a new job, got a new position. I was like, oh, sweet. That's nice. And you were like, yeah. And I was like, so yeah, when, when, when do you start? And you're like, three months. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like... I mean, it's nice. It's nice to know that I have a job and I don't see any reason why I'm not going to be able to jump through all these hoops and stuff and just be like, okay, well, I'm just on vacation now then for an extended period of time. I just get time off. No, no, knowing I mean, that yeah. I have a secure future at hand. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's I, nice. I had not to the same degree, but I had a little bit of that back when I was uh, out of work. But once I had like secured a job, we're just like, see, I was out of work during the pandemic when the uh, best time to be the, out of the, work when when unemployment, <laughs> I was getting paid more in unemployment than I had in my original job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And the thing for me, though, was because I was out of work, uh, even though I was making more money, I was like, I got to I gotta be smart about this. You know, I don't want to do anything crazy. But then once I had secured a job, I was like, all right, well, I got two and a half weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Just got a little extra Baller. money. And uh, I know I'm going to have a job, so I'm good there. And I was just like, go have a little bit of fun. You know, I didn't do anything too crazy. But, uh, yeah, I was, just, I was like, once you secure that next job, we've got a little money. It's nice to just be like, all right, I'm just going <laughs> to have, a, have some yeah. good time. I had a friend that uh, he works for the government. And during his process, they had a, like, private investigator call me to ask me questions about him. And I was like, yeah, they really they really don't play around. They really do yep. do their digging. Asking me, like, 20, 30 questions about, you know, hey, how close are you guys? Do you really know him? Can we trust him? <laughs> could, could he be Al-Qaeda? Could he? Could he? Right. Has he ever, ever said anything bad about the U.S.? Has he ever been Al-Qaeda? No. When was he in Al-Qaeda? When? <laughs> yeah. When? <laughs> I said no. It's like, yes, but when? <laughs> so, uh, as alluded to, I mean, I think this episode is going to come out after Halloween, but still, we're recording it right before Halloween. We've done some Halloween-related stuff. Me and you, Robert. Went to a Halloween murder mystery, murder mystery. party. Yeah, there we yeah. go. I mean, look, uh, look, Halloween's on a Tuesday. So really, yeah. Halloween's this weekend that we're recording. We're recording on Saturday. So Friday and Saturday before Halloween true, is the true. real Halloween for grownups. Yeah, yeah. 
mean, yeah, yeah. Never do anything I mean look, it's probably for the kids too. I'll guarantee you this Saturday night, Saturday evening, it, there's going to be some parking lot that's just having like a roundabout candy thing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so <laughs> yeah. we we had this murder mystery party to go to. We were assigned roles. I mean, I was a uh, a baron who was hard up on his luck. Right? The money wasn't like it used to be. Yeah. Um, so you I, sold everything. Hey, hey, don't. You sold all your assets. Like, hey, hey, hey. I was robbed. Remember, I was robbed. <laughs> but no, anyways, I was like, I got to get a costume. I was like, I wanted a bad suit. Like, I I, yeah. I, I have a suit, but I was like, no, I don't want to wear my suit. I want a bad, a ugly suit. Now, we, we so, should say that I played, we carpooled. Yeah. Now, I played a duke who was not hard up on money. So yeah. I was like, I got to dress fancy. I got to. Mm-hmm. Like get like a, get like my cape on and all that stuff. Get a haircut, like. And so uh, I I was like, where do you go to get you know a bad shoot? You go to Goodwill. So I I went to Goodwill. I was at this Goodwill, and as I was walking through, there was a section there, and the sign was up and everything that said lingerie. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, who, 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 who? Poor people want to look sexy too, Donnell. I, yeah, but my want to look sexy is not override by the thought of, oh, this has been in somebody else's butt crack. <laughs> like, I don't they know. Clean it. They I clean just, it. It's just, no, I'm never going to buy under, like, even not be, I'm not going to buy underwear from a Goodwill. Like, no, I just, I, I'm not wearing <laughs> somebody else's unmentionables. But I saw it, and you then wear I was like. a lot of lingerie, Donnell? No, I don't. I'm just saying, Joe. But anyway, so I'm going about my business trying to find my, my bad shoe. I was looking for, like, I wanted an oversized jacket. But I still wanted it to be a like off color or something. And the thing I ran into was uh, all the large jackets were just black and gray. Yeah. And I was like, what? Why? Why is there no weird colors in large jackets? And I kind of put two and two together. Like after you get to be a certain size, you're just trying to blend as much as yeah. possible. So you're like uh, black and gray. That's just you know very neutral blend, looking good. And I was like, makes sense. But uh, while I was looking for my suit, I turned around and. There was a lady perusing through the lingerie at the Goodwill, and I was just like, I didn't think this person existed. <laughs> was it? Was it? Was it? Was it? Was it an attractive, fit lady? N- no, I mean, fit. <laughs> yes, maybe she was getting something for Halloween. Who maybe knows? I, lingerie for Halloween. I, I mean, I know there's sexy costume, but still Goodwill <laughs> lingerie. Yeah, I just, I, I wasn't expecting it. I just, she's like, Christmas shopping. I've seen for underwear and Goodwills also, and I've always been like, who's? I mean, don't get me wrong, underwear's not cheap, cheap, but who's that hard up that you got to get Goodwill underwear? I guess maybe I've lived a privileged life all my life, even when things were rough, but. I just was like, nah, uh-uh, I can't, I can't imagine where yeah. somebody else's. A lot of my clothes come from, as a lot of my like oh. dress shirts and stuff, they come from Goodwill. Yeah, no, nothing. Sure. I'm yeah. not insulting Goodwill or any of their stores at all. I've gotten plenty of other than good that they're things, getting too expensive. Now. But I just can't do underwear or lingerie. The other thing though is, as I've said for my bad suit, I wanted a, I wanted a bad tie to go with said bad suit. You um, found a really bad one too. I did, but the thing that annoyed me was I was there. And I was like, this is how they get you. This is how they get you. Is they, they didn't sell individual ties, Robert. Oh, they buy sold like a three bags of ties. And oh so I, I have four bad ties now. Nice. But that was the worst one. But I was like, I, I, when I was there, and I, it just took me a while to talk myself into it because I was like, I, re- I saw that tie. I'm like, this is the tie. This is the bad tie. I need this tie. But it's in the bag. Like, I don't want these other three ties. <laughs> I don't need three more bad ties. <laughs> yeah. But they don't sell individual. I'm like, this is how they get you. They make you take three t- or four yeah. ties out of here. Like those, like or the else bags of toys on the wall that mm-hmm. they have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or else the goodwill will just be filled 
with those bad toys and and, and ties yeah, by yeah. the end of it. <laughs> well, you know what they've got? I think I've talked about this before too. But Goodwill's a little shifty, a little shady, mm. in my opinion, mm. because they have a thing where if something really good comes in, they reserve it, and then they have a massive sale that you have to like buy a ticket to and make mm. a reservation wow. for once a year, where you can go and you get like a personal shopper and everything. Like where you can go get to the good stuff, the really good stuff, like the good antiques and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I, I've heard of employees getting like first grabs at stuff. Oh, so I've, a heard, lot I've of heard the that... opposite. Like they can't they can't purchase something until it's been on the shelf for a certain amount of time. I thought I could see an employee just, you know, this item never came in. I've never uh, this yeah, item yeah, did yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. You know, whoever's in charge of of like bringing in the donation mm, bins. Yeah, I imagine that happens bin. with any good vinyl record that comes in. Mm. Because oh, I've yeah, never yeah. seen like a good vinyl record at yeah. at Goodwill or or a lot right. of those places. I'm just like someone working there is looking out for something for somebody else or is really into records. Yeah, for and sure. And they're just they're just yeah. scalping off the top. Yeah, what always kills me is you see sometimes videos online or just like see stories of people who are like, yeah, I went to my, you know, I walked into their store and there was a, you know, there was a Xbox or, or, you know, original Nintendo or, you know, that sort of, and I'm like, never seen anything that good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. who are you people where you just walk yeah. in and you get some nice tech and at me, I'm like, all I can find are like old printers and landlines. <laughs> 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 yeah, I always question I always question those kind of like creators. There's no way that they're not staging some of that. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. For sure. Yeah. No, that yeah, no, it's definitely it's definitely plays just like what was it like Storage Wars or whatever where they admitted oh, that like yeah, storage any, anything wars cool they the really found they had placed there beforehand. Well you the know, fact like... that I'm about to say it's kinda of, every episode of Storage Wars, there a certain amount of the characters always get a locker and then every single locker they get even if like there have been times where they'll get a bad locker where there's a bunch of crap in it but there's always at least one thing in the locker that they have to take to a specialist i'm like no no there would be plenty of lockers just full of crap yeah so the fact that you got a crap locker but still underneath all the crap you found you know a signed sammy sosa jersey i'm just like no (laughs) no that's not how this works not every single time picasso or a copy of the declaration of independence even if it's not like that rare it's still there's always something that at least like hey this is unique i'm like no there's so many storage lockers <laughs> like i had a storage locker at one point because i was i had more stuff than the place i was moving into and uh no it wasn't my storage locker bunch of crap <laughs> nothing because <laughs> yeah. all my good stuff i moved into my place with me yeah. but i was like yeah just just like yeah. it's like there's no way every single time they buy something they at least find one at least one item that makes this so interesting <laughs> yeah. well, we're gonna take a short oh, yeah, break sure. and when we come back we're gonna talk about some news mm-hmm. all right all right we're back i have got a, a couple of stories here one of them interestingly and actually let's jump to that uh we were talking about living a long life robert yes 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 and i something this, i do not want yeah no i'm i, <laughs> I would be i'd be good at a solid 70 yeah like I'm like 70, 75, yeah. 80. I don't No, no, I don't want to get past 80 unless yeah. they give me like a robot body or something. Like, mm. <laughs> unless they find a, find a way to start reversing things yeah. that are happening to me after now that I'm 40, almost 41. Like I I don't I I'm declining. I mean, here here's <laughs> the thing. I, I I'll say like I'm not sure if I will be having a family or not, but one thing I've always said is like if I make it to 75, grandpa's getting weird. 
Like family dinners are not gonna be a normal affair. Grandpa. I'm gonna do a lot of crazy <laughs> drugs. If I make, oh, you guys. if I make it to seventy, I'm like, let's bust out the heroin and the meth <laughs> and everything. I'm like, because I don't want to make it to eighty. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I was about to say seventy-five <laughs> is when Grandpa gets weird, and eighty is when Grandpa suddenly just goes off the deep end, yeah. where he's like buying a Harley. I'm going to be doing extreme sports every day because like I'm trying to get the hell up out of here, folks. <laughs> and talking about someone being older um and doing extreme stuff here's our headline a 104 year old woman dies before guinness can confirm her record as oldest skydiver oh i thought she died shortly after doing the skydive. oh she, she did the did skydive, the skydive. Okay. yes you I've are correct this, i've heard the story for the top line at least. yeah yeah so so yes a 104 year old woman did do the skydive her name is dorothy huffner um, and so she did a 13,500 foot jump out of a plane and uh, basically, yeah, and, you know, made it all the way down October 1st of this month. And then she uh, passed in her sleep that night, which I, I feel like that was her body catching up of being freaked out of its mind and didn't catch up to her to that night <laughs> because so, so did, I wonder if they do they not confirm the records if you die like it, I feel it, like. I feel like you you made the record even so, if you died yeah, right. after, so that's like unrelated is, to the incident. Yeah. So Guinness is, and I'm like, I because that thing is like, I don't know what all goes into confirming a Guinness record. I felt like you just go and be like, hey, did you do the ding? Or if you if you weren't there, do you have records that you did the thing? Cool. Here here's your record. But the end of this article says Guinness World Records is still working to confirm if Hoffner broke the record of oldest person to jump from a plane. The current record belongs to a Swedish name that I'm not going to try. There's, there's <laughs> consonants together that shouldn't be, and then more vowels. What? Her middle name is Ingrid. I'll give you that. There but, we go, Ingrid. But I like it. the that's first a, name. That's a proper old person name. Uh, but yeah, so who? Uh, she did a jump at 103 in 2002. I don't know what Guinness is working on. Like, did, did you have to see her birth certificate? Like, the, the picture they show here. Is, I mean, there's there's plenty yeah. of witnesses. In that plane with this yeah. woman. The plane is full of other I wonder, skydivers. Because I mean, the last one was 103 years old. This is a 104-year-old person. Yeah. I wonder if that maybe they've just got to go through and make sure that they're not padding a year in there or something. Just, just sliding a year right? in. Or, yeah. or, or like yeah. a couple of months, you know, that like... Yeah, puts they probably... Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they get spammed with people lying and just trying to do every world record possible or claim every world record possible just, just because. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. know? Where it's like, it's not even hard, probably, but it's just they got to cycle through so many claims. They have a <laughs> backlog of, you know, guy who's <laughs> yeah. down the most cans of cheese whiz in an hour and, you know, to get through. Right. <laughs> I think right. the book's too thick. They've got too many in there. It's there's like so many man who ate the absurd. most pickles while standing upside down or something. Yeah. It's just like. There's so many yeah. absurd yeah. ones where you're just like, does that really need to be a record? Like, sure. Yeah, he's the one who's done it the most, but that's also because nobody else is doing it. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like in order for something to be a record, there has to be like a market for it, you know, where I'm just like, of course, you got that record. No one else wants that record. Well, I think like the one the original idea behind the Guinness book was that to settle like bar arguments or something was like because Guinness, it is related to Guinness. The alcohol brand, yeah. in case, like, just like Michelin, uh, Michelin stars are related to Michelin tires, which I that bought baffled my mind. Uh, I mean, that makes sense. The, the, the I mean, it does 
because trying to get you it to was drive basically places. a road yeah. book yeah exactly but still just like yeah this but the, the fact that they're the, not that it makes sense why they have this road book the fact that it's like one of the most highly regarded rewards for a yeah. restaurant is ooh, i got a you got a star from a tire company it's like yeah i got a star <laughs> from a tire company that's because that they're, they're very they're very discerning they you are. know what sucks is there's no guidebook <laughs> for seattle there are no Michelin star restaurants, graded restaurants in Seattle. Really? Yeah. Man, I would. Think... And it's not because there's no yeah. restaurants in Seattle that would warrant a Michelin star. That's what I was about to say. It's, like... it's just that they just don't come and they don't come here. They don't. They don't come here and and write write articles about it. Why? I don't know. That's weird. That's me. That's not even. Right. I guess nobody's driving to Seattle. You know, like <laughs> with the with the yeah. tires and stuff. <laughs> there's, there's, rare, there's really very few. Uh, cities that that have it it's like paris and new york and mm-hmm. i think maybe la, LA and chicago and stuff. But, yeah. uh yeah there's very few there's very few like u.s cities that have uh michelin star restaurants just because michelin vegas has some doesn't and, review them yeah strangely because it's vegas um then the last thing to i want to bring up though before we move on from uh miss huffner here is she didn't start skydiving until she turned 11 which kind of goes in line with like how i said when i hit 80 like I'm not going to be doing extreme sports my whole life, but if I hit 80, it's like, oh, time to go skydiving, <laughs> swimming with the sharks, doing all sorts of crazy stuff. <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going skydiving. I'm too scared of heights. I've been thinking about doing it. I really want to do it. I'm kind of in Robert's camp now, but there was a period of time where I really wanted to go skydiving. was really looking forward to it, and I always blame an old friend of mine for it not happening is because... I was like really like because I, I I've always had a fear of heights, but I always had something to conquer, and so like I I you know like high speed like water slides were one of the first things I started doing where you're like up really high and stuff, and then you know even though I don't like roller coasters, I went on some roller coasters and stuff, and I to me the ultimate like let's settle this with my fear of heights was to skydive, so I'm like yeah I want to do it, and I just was so set on it, and then one of my friends uh, he also wanted to go skydiving, and he's like for my 18th birthday man. Let's go skydiving. I was like, let's do it. Let's do this. We're going to go skydiving. Let's do it. And we worked together at the time. And so, uh, you know, we're, it, it, we probably started talking about when we were like 16. So like two years. Just like, we're going to do this. Let's do it. Then finally, his 18th birthday rolls around. Um, and I get asked by one of the other guys we worked by, like, hey, can you cover my Saturday shift? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Whatever. You know, I'll work, work a Saturday. That's whatever, you know, stuff. So I work this Saturday. The next week on Tuesday, my friend comes in and I'm like, hey, man, like your birthday's coming up. And we've been talking about going skydiving. And he's like, oh, yeah, I did. Oh. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, oh. me and the guy who I covered on Saturday, they went sky. That's what was going on on Saturday oh. when I was working. And I was like. Bull crap! That's not your friend anymore. I, I got like, like I said. I know I could have always gone after that, but like ever since then, like it's like you know what? I don't need to go skydiving, and now I'm definitely the camp. Like I don't feel like I want to do it. So like there was this small window where I was fully gun ho, I was ready to go, and I just felt like, like I got robbed of it. Yeah. Now, now you still have the fear of heights, and yeah. now you have a traumatizing experience, experience with to the- go with it. <laughs> be like how i think he was really my friend (laughs) Uh, so our next story i got here um is one that i just just like i am a full believer in science like you know i'm not a a science skeptic but sometimes i'm just like we need to stop we need to stop and this story's headline is exactly one of the ones we're like cut it out stop here it is it's it's phrased as a question why scientists are reanimating spider corpses for research all right, well, I got to know where this is coming from. So this is coming from NPR. 
NPR, okay. Yeah, NPR. Okay. And it's a couple... I mean, look, are they making Spider-Man? Because I I guess I'm okay with that. I mean, I don't <laughs> know. This is more zombie spiders, which I'm not okay with. Uh, coming out of Princeton, two PhD engineer students, Faye Yap and Daniel... Okay, this dude's last name is Princeton, and he goes to Princeton, for crying out loud. Anyways, nepotism. Absolute um, nepotism. Anyways, um, they co-authored a paper on reanimating spider corpses to use as grippers, like to pick up things, or tiny machines, basically using spider corpses to make tiny robots that can like go into like delicate spaces and do work because they do have very fine-tuned hmm. legs and stuff. They call this science, I guess, that they were of adding robotic parts to bio... Uh, bio not, biological? Biological, that's the word. Yeah. Uh, they call it <laughs> necrobiotics. It's like, nope, nope. Fantastic. You're throwing necro if they, on there. If, 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 <laughs> if the high school guidance counselor had said necrobiotics was an option, <laughs> I might not have dropped out. <laughs> I'm just saying. Nobody told me necrobiotics was, was a... I mean, I guess these guys probably created it. Maybe. Yeah, it like, sounds like this is kind yeah. of their science. So you're just... It, unfortunately, if we have kids, our kids could become necrobiotics. <laughs> how is how is reanimating the spider? I mean, they're not bringing the spider back to life, right? No. They're just using a dead spider body and then enhancing it with, with mechanics. What? How is that any... Why don't they just build the robot? Why do they got to have... That sounds like a... So one thing they put in here is they say uh, the technique could be one day become a cheap, so I guess material-wise cheaper, and then also greener, because I guess you're recycling in a sense, mm. <laughs> with the, the, the spider corpses, way to basically have micro-robots. Where's sense, this so. Pixar movie? No, of dead spider <laughs> corpses being revived? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need the... <laughs> Here's how this started, which I'm like... I definitely have a different mindset than this scientist lady named Yap. Uh, is it all started when Yap noticed that dead spiders curl their legs into corners when they die, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I'm assuming when that's I just kill their... a spider or see a corpse, I'm not like, oh, that's kind of interesting. The legs oh, curl well, yeah, that's up. That's why you're not a scientist. I mean, I guess. That's why you're not a, <laughs> a necrobioticist. <laughs> I, I've always assumed that spiders just like they're they're natural tendons are to be curled up and but they have to probably like use force to spread them out and they just when they die they just you know contract as as they want to do all the time so to wrap things up basically talking to princeton of princeton he (laughs) princeton says this was the first time a full animal was used as a robot the implication there of saying this is the first time is like well we're not done you might try and no, bring some other corpses back to yeah. life with some robotics. I, I'm just not sure um, exactly like what the application is. But so he gets into this. He's like, we've seen researchers use, for example, feathers from a bird for robotic applications. But other than that, people aren't using biotic materials. But beyond the novelty, Yap and Preston say spiders are plentiful and convenient for researchers. Spiders, in this case, serve as a really good source material because nature does all the work for us. So they're just they're just out there looking for dead spiders or killing spiders. I don't know. Um <laughs> We don't have to build the tiny, pneumatically accurate grippers from scratch. Mm. Uh, we use nature, and it serves to, uh, in a sense, to harvest spiders and use them as grippers. Yeah. So okay. So I'm looking at this. So basically, yeah. they found a way to force the spider to uncurl. Yes. And then you can release whatever that mechanism you're using to uncurl them, so that way they naturally curl and would wrap around something. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'd put a quarter in this machine just to, <laughs> just to see <laughs> if I could get a small stuffed animal or an iPad or something, you know. Um, no, that would be hilarious if that was the actual reason, but they're like, no one's going to take us serious. If they, they were like, the claw machine is just so bad. <laughs> so, yeah, basically, yeah. And then, like, the last thing is that the spider corpses are biodegradable, which, I mean, yes, because they're corpses. Yep. All <laughs> so, but are biodegradable, which Preston argues makes them better for the environment than uh, other robot parts, which would result in e-waste. So yeah, basically just using... I mean, it starts with spiders, and then what? Like, what else we doing, man? You're gonna be taking doll yeah. corpses and using them to make little those. No, well, that, that I mean, pl- look, this is this is Boston a, Dynamics with their little robot dogs. Is this dude, gonna Boston be like, Dynamics oh my God. going too far. Did you know they've been putting like generative AI into it, Ooh. and they've been developing Mm-mm. not personality, no, multiple personality, no. Mm-mm. But no, I mean the the spider thing is. Very specific. They're just trying to figure out a way to augment hydraulics. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, the spider has natural hydraulics. We could just use that instead of having to manufacture something when this already exists. Right. And it can just be easily modified to to do what we need it to do. Right. It all starts with Uh, necrobiotic or necrobotics (laughs) becoming a natural thing. And then just, you know, just keep scaling up. First it's spiders. Then you're like, hey, let's try a bird. And then... Then next thing you know, you're doing freaking, you know, McDonald's fry cooks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're moving on to Sky News. Um, Robert, you may relate to this because you were just a Duke recently. Mm. Spanish Duke told he has to shorten his daughter's name, daughter's name from 25 words long. Can you read it all? I, I will get to that. Spanish Duke Fernando Fitzjames Stewart. So he already has four names going on. Will need Weak. to significantly Weak. shorten his daughter's name if he wants to le- have it legally registered. And here we go. By the, the way, this should, Duke... this, should, this should be illegal. By the way, that yeah. whatever you want that your name to be, regard you should be able to have it. They they shouldn't be able to legally require you to shorten it or elongate it or something. I've talked about my ID problems, mm-hmm. right? So Washington State, John Trail. If you have less than four, if you have four or less letters in your name, in your last name, which I do, uh-huh. they add an asterisk to your driver's license number for each missing letter to make it up to five. Yeah. I don't Wh- know if why? you know anything about pro because the, you've got to have a minimum of five characters because it's got to be a minimum uh, yeah. number of characters. Because they, they use, use yeah, your last yeah. name. Yeah, you're, right, you're right. You're so right. So they use your, your first initial okay. and your middle name initial. And then the 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 Ash. letters of your la- your full last name, right? Uh, up, gotcha. to, up to five right. or whatever. So Washington, I'm fine, but I like to take road trips right. all across the country. Wreaks right. havoc, <laughs> and, and on the federal level, it wreaks havoc. I try and like sign up for something, and it's like put in your ID, and I put in that asterisk in there, and it's like you have to give me a valid driver's license number, sir. This is not valid. I'm like, yeah, right, it is, right. but it is, it is, it has the asterisk. It's part of the system. But you haven't coded for it because you don't use this crazy system that Washington does. It's infuriating. Yeah. I can't getting into bars in Texas. I have to fill out paperwork. That's insane. It's That's ridiculous. Yeah. Messed up. Anyway, the name Donnell. Yes. Sorry. Here we go. So the 17th Duke of Hasku House Car. We're gonna go with House Car. And his wife Sophia recently baptized their second child, Sophia Fernanda Dolores Cantina Teresa. Angela de la Cruz, Marcela del Santamos, Sacramento del 
Perputo, not positive on that one, Socorro, De La Santania, Trinidad, Yidi Tos, Tudos, Los Santos. Excellent. That's your name. <laughs> so that's a lot of like this family of this place that was from there. Yes. Yeah. Um, speaking of what, so the aristocrat talking about uh, Fernando uh, is a direct descendant of King James II of England. And I feel mm. like being a direct descendant of a king, this man is not taking this sitting down. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. do you know who I am? <laughs> you can't tell me what I can and can't name my daughter. I mean, it sounds like based on the format mm-hmm. that it's, it, it is not logical to shorten it. Yeah. Because you would be taking out important information. It's kind of like, yeah, well, right. it, like Shakespeare was like Shakespeare on Avon or whatever, or something like that. It was like he was from that place yeah. or whatever. And that's basically like what her name is. It's like a, a, it's a description of a location. Future generations of children like a thousand years from now are going to have latitude and longitude in their names. Just like this is <laughs> the location where my where I was born. That makes more sense than like what Elon did with oh, his. Yeah. Oh yeah, his, he's just setting up his kids to appear on Oprah at some point to sit down and no, talk he, about look, how dad is fucked up. Here's the problem. <laughs> here's the problem. Here's my my take on Elon Musk. All right, right? we're gonna right. start some shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, he's a nerd, like a capital N nerd that always wanted to be a cool goth, but he just never grew up. And move past that. And now he has enough money that he can live the dream of being a cool goth, an edgy goth <laughs> that he never got to do. So he's like, oh, I'm going to get some hair plugs. And instead of being, you know, like a, a bald guy, which he was, not that there's mm-hmm. anything wrong with that, but I'm just going to like date some rock star and have a bunch of kids and name them weird, edgy things and buy Twitter and change it to X and all this stuff and send a car into space. He just, he just, yeah, he's just a nerd trying to pretend that he's not a nerd. So he's basically just a teenage edgy goth and failing at it hard. Start the podcast off with Tesla's, end it with yeah, your yeah, take with Elon Musk. Shitting on El- Elon Musk. When we post on Twitter, I'm just going to at Elon. You're like, Elon, <laughs> you got to listen hey, to this whatever gets us, Whatever gets us listens, you know? It's X now. It's yeah, X. Yeah. It's not Twitter. <laughs> All right. Uh, wrap this up real quick. So this Duke is one of eight grandchildren to the late Duchess Alba uh, or Duchess of Alba, who was known as the richest, uh, was known as the richest woman in uh, Spain, but she also holds the Guinness world record. And I guess this is what another thing he was trying to uh, do as he currently holds the Guinness world record of person with the longest name, mm. uh, official name, I guess, because I'm sure there are other people. And so her name was Maria de la Rosario. Cantina Alfonso Victoria Eugenia Francisca Fritz James Stewart Yidi Silva. Fantastic. So I think he's just trying to one up grandma, honestly. He's just like, you know what? Yeah. He probably didn't like his grandmother. <laughs> and so he's like, you know what? I mean, I'm assuming he's getting some money from her being one of his her eight grandkids, but like, I'm not just taking her money. <laughs> I'm gonna take her freaking Guinness World Record away. She just she just died at the age of uh, 88 in 2014 mm-hmm. at the Palace of the Dukes of Alba in yeah. Spain. I mean, yeah, this this, <laughs> this is rich people stuff going on here, dukes and duchess and all that stuff. Like, yeah, they got some money. Right, last story is coming from AP. It's a quick one, but uh, it is talking about money again. Not quite as much as these dukes probably have because uh, federal authorities 
Uh, is there a headline? Okay, the headline is federal authorities have released more details and unsealed charges in the theft of more than two million dimes earlier this year from a tractor trailer that had picked up the coins from the U.S. Mint of Philadelphia. Two million dimes. So that's yes, yeah. So they got away with two hundred and thirty-four thousand five hundred dollars. Okay. So yeah, yeah. You you were more than two close. million yes. dimes. But uh, yeah, two two million dimes. Um. So the truck driver was bound for Miami, which I'm like, I, okay, I don't know why you're taking that many dimes to Miami. Boy, that's got to weigh a lot. Two million dimes. This is dimes. where it gets crazy. So yeah. when he pulled over to park in a lot to sleep, during the night, thieves made off with a portion of the cargo's $750,000 in dimes. So that's where that comes from. Jesus. The shipment as a total weighed six tons. Boy, that's less than I would have thought. But I'm like. I would have added a zero to that. In my if head. they took about a third of that. Meaning that these guys stole two tons worth of dimes. Like, I mean, you could put that in like a Ford three fifty or something, right? Pro, yeah, yeah, I guess. You yeah. think there would be yeah. like yeah. A, a mint truck? You know, like a U.S. currency security. truck would have would have yeah some kind of alarm system yeah. on it. Yeah, right. I want to know like was it were they just in a pile and they were just with with a shovel? <laughs> Or, or like, were they in bags or boxes? I feel or like they got them like, like rolled and then in boxes. So you, you just grab the boxes. And how many? How many? What was the team like? So that why right, did they right. just did they just hit a well, truck here's the at thing. random? Or? Yes, because I was about to say here's the thing. Uh, so this theft was part of a uh, spree of ro- robbing random trucks. Okay. And here are the other things they got: <laughs> frozen crab legs, fantastic shrimp beer and liquor so they just were hitting trucks randomly nice and most of the time they're just like hey we got crab legs stuff but uh, it was Man. four four guys from philadelphia all from philadelphia oh they got caught yeah they got they've uh. been they were caught earlier this year they just were now releasing more information mm. about it they like i said they had just been robbing trucks of and they, like i said from what people can tell because of how random their other halls were this was just they weren't planning they didn't know this was a mint truck they weren't planning to steal money. They just got lucky and be like, oh, my gosh, this truck is full of freaking dimes. Yeah. I would, <laughs> this is so yeah, much better than crab legs. <laughs> How do you spend it? I mean, what do you I guess you put it yeah. in rolls and just start running it through banks. Yeah. But I mean, there's no serial the, numbers on it. But so the problem is them? you're, you're going to get caught because I used to when I was a kid. I wanted to have, which is so much, I mean, it's, it shows being a kid, how you view the world differently. I wanted $100 in pennies. Mm. Like, I made a goal of it. So I started collecting pennies, filling up containers with pennies, $100 pennies, and stuff. I think I've got $100 in pennies in, in a drawer here Yeah, in house it, right it, now. it's one of those things. As a kid, this was an astronomical goal. Now I'm like, meh. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. but yeah, so I, I went out of my way for it. And so I, get, I got it, and actually I went over and stuff eventually. But then... As I got older, I was like, I want this money. (laughs) I don't want to just look at it. And the thing that sucks is banks, at least banks in Washington, and maybe things have changed, but at the time, you're only allowed without like a special thing. Like you had to like some go through a special process. If you just want to go to a bank and not like rate, which I imagine you trying to get all these bonds, especially if dimes are missing, people are going to be looking for them. So like if you want to stay under the radar, you can only do eight rolls at a time. Interesting. So if you have all this this $234,500 of money and you're let's just say you are still out there you want to stand in the radar that means you got to keep going to a whole bunch of different banks and doing eight rolls at a time it would take freaking forever coin, coin, coin stars right. about to get a, a 
Get a, get a windfall. Yeah, of course. I'm just going to be like, hey, yeah. that guy rolled into a Safeway and just dropped $50,000 in dots yeah, in one of yeah. our <laughs> There's a, At some yeah. point, it's going to stop taking stuff. Yeah, right? I got to have like yeah, a cut off. Yeah. Probably, I mean, I probably wouldn't imagine there's more because, I mean, no one's rolling through regularly to get hundreds of dollars. So I imagine, honestly, I said maybe like five to $700, maybe. Mm, yeah. Because, like, it's not like I said, that's, and that's just. For extreme case, because I was gonna say most time you roll into and you're going to a coin store is like maybe twenty bucks, if yeah. if that. That's a top right, end. Right. So I'm like, if you want to have that safety net, you don't need much more. You don't need thousands of dollars. You just five hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so even if that if that's true, if it's five hundred dollars, that means I mean that's still so many coin stars you got to hit up. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So uh, just randomly robbing trucks. They were marching. What? Oh, that is a terrible yeah. joke. I, yeah, I, that is that's like a terrible. Uh, that, we're gonna end the podcast on that. That's where we ended it. Yes, yes, John Trell, thanks for <laughs> thanks for joining us on this episode of Talking It. Maybe we'll have you back on another time, maybe for for one of our Watching It episodes. As uh, always, you can find yeah. us on our website, watchingitpod.com. There you can find links to our social media and to email us, watchingitpodcast at gmail.com. Donnell, what else should they do? Anything you want to shout out or anything you want to advertise, John Trail? I might be starting a podcast on my own <gasps> soon. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Maybe I've been talking to a friend of mine about potentially doing one. And I don't know, just listening to you guys, just I was like, ah, I feel like it'd be a fun thing to do. So might be doing that soon. Maybe if right. uh, if I do, I'll let you guys know. Yeah, comes with fluids. We'll get some cross promotion going on. As we wrap up this episode, I figure I should throw this out there. This is episode thirty-one of Talking It Robert. Oh, oh, fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> so yeah, we're 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 a little bit farther ahead, but uh, yeah. So this is episode thirty-one of Talking It. Give us any range reviews, five stars. John Cheryl, thanks for joining us. Thanks for editing the podcast, so I don't have to do it anymore. And uh, thanks so much for listening. Bye.